Please take your Bibles today and turn with me back to Hebrews, back to the sixth chapter as we continue the study through this precious book. Let's start reading with the ninth verse, Hebrews chapter 6, verse 9. We've been through the, the, the conflict, the controversy of, of, of so many that have said the words, Jesus saved me, but their heart never changed. And we're going to get down to this ninth verse here, and it's going to begin to to divide whether it be the blessed fruit or the thorns and the briars. It's going to divide those two up. It's going to show us the difference. So please that you listen carefully. You're going to be in a lot of places of the Scripture today. Hebrews chapter 6, beginning to read with the ninth verse. But beloved... We are persuaded better things of you, things that accompany salvation, though we thus speak. For God is not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love, which ye have showed towards his name, in that ye have ministered to the saints and do minister. And we desire that every one of you do show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope unto the end that ye be not slothful, but followers of them who through faith and patience inherit the promises. If you'll notice, it's plural there at the end, promises. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for the reading. Thank you for giving us the opportunity, showing us mercy, giving us grace that we may come to you and be born again and then enjoy the the the, the pleasure of, of the power and the strength and and the peace that you give us each and every day so please father as we pour over this precious word here don't let us be like peter was this morning in the sunday school class as he Uh, rebuked the Lord Jesus for for saying something that he didn't understand, that he didn't question, uh, that he questioned. And, uh, Father, see that that we don't uh, rebuke, we don't uh, get angry, but we seek your will and we seek your way in in our lives and in helping and serving and praising your name. Guide and lead us now today. Show us our hearts. Bless us, Father, please. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. We ended a couple of weeks ago back in Second Timothy chapter 5. And we're going to go there. And again, this is going to be a a study today because we're going to be all over the scripture. We're going to 
what we need to do is figure out how to build some desks for you folks so you can uh, put your Bibles and make notes and, and uh, uh, the... Uh, some some churches have the kneeling rails. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna redesign that and bring it up so you have a little desk there to roll down so we can we can use it, and uh, and so just kind of hold your hand always back in Hebrews chapter six because we're constantly going to be going back there, but uh, we are going to be through many verses of scripture today. Second Timothy. Chapter 1, verse 5. Kind of begins here. Second Timothy, chapter 1, verse 5. When I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in thee. Paul is talking to Timothy. What, a, what blessed words. I, I can't imagine something greater that, that one could say to another. Uh, when I call to remembrance the unfeigned love, the the uh, the sincere that unfeigned is sincere, uh, yeah, to uh, to to hold true to that that is in thee. But Paul goes a little further than that, and he says, you know, it dwells first in your in your grandmother Lois, and in thy mother Eunice. And I am persuaded that in thee also. What what precious words there. And and, and let's see that, that that as we have chosen not to do something like uh, going bowling, we've stopped a a, a, a tradition. Let's see that, that that the real tradition in our lives is that they will say that about our children, our grandchildren, our great-grandchildren, that someone would look to them and see their their faith and their strength, and they would look back and say, your mother, your father, your your grandmother, your great-grandfather, I see you weren't the first to have this. And they have given it. It's, uh, and uh, 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 Sue's got a uh, necklace from uh, Addie and Paul. It was from Levi. And it... Four generations. And so... Um, yeah. And, and we uh, uh, need that, 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 that he will... Uh, will follow and when i read verses of scripture like this it needs to be very personal to us to see that that we that we do the same that that we have that um and and i don't i don't want to call it a tradition but i it, it needs to be something that that is that is uh, there's nothing greater can be said about us than to have a statement like this made in the future so this true faith that Timothy had, that Paul had, that Eunice had, that Lois had, this, this, this true faith that is spoken of here is, is something that we need to, to hold on to. Uh, 
And it was said we need to take his yoke, the yoke of the Lord Jesus, and we need to willingly and joyfully submit to his authority in all things. That's what brought this statement here back to Timothy and to Lois and to Eunice from Paul. When you truly have trusted in the Lord Jesus, your Savior, you will take him not only as your Savior, but you will take him as your Lord, as your Master. That's where you listen to him and you follow his guidance and you follow his direction. When you're truly born again, that's where your source will come from. Let's go to Colossians, Colossians chapter 2. Most of the scriptures are not very far away. They're pretty close to each other here because most of it's from Paul. Uh, Paul gives us most of this direction here. And we're going to look at Colossians chapter 2. It's the reason we went through the books of the Bible this morning, so everybody's really sharp and ready. And Colossians chapter 2, verse 4. Colossians 2, verse 4. And this I say, lest any man should beguile you with enticing words. That's what's happened to most churches. They have been enticed with uh, beguiled by enticing words instead of staying true to the word of God. For though I be absent in the flesh, yet am I with you in the spirit, joying and beholding your order and the steadfastness of your faith in Christ. As ye have therefore received... Jesus Christ, the Lord, so walk ye in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in faith, as ye have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. There's a lot of things in that text, the scripture text there. It's, it's to, to stand there and to, to begin uh, up in, in um, verse 5 there. Uh, Yet am I with you in the Spirit, in the center of five, joying and beholding your order, watching their testimony, your steadfastness of your faith in Christ. I'm watching you. You are not changing as ye have therefore received. Here's why and here's how they have become steadfast and strong. Ye have therefore received Jesus Christ the Lord. You're born again. You're saved. That's the reason that you, you're walking. So walk ye in him. And then this verse 7, rooted and built up in him, established in the faith as ye have been taught. There's the problem today. No one teaches the word of God. No one proclaims the word of God. Therein be, therein with thanksgiving beautiful verse of scripture so we find and know that that the word and the statement of savior when you say yes i've trusted the lord jesus as my savior and the word lord when it comes to the lord jesus christ cannot be separated 
those two, if you truly are born again, if you've truly trusted the Lord Jesus, he will be your Lord. He will be your master. He's become your savior. He saved you. He took your, your sins away. He set you free. But then he needs to turn, and, and you need to turn and understand that then he needs to take control of your life and be the Lord. It's impossible to separate those two. Let's go to Second Corinthians. Chapter 5, verse 15, 2 Corinthians five fifteen. We'll start with verse 14. For the love of Christ constraineth us, because we thus judge that if one died for all, then we're all dead. And that he died for all, that they which live should not henceforth live unto themselves, but unto him which died for them and rose again. Once again, back to Sunday school class, that was Peter's problem. He went back to self not henceforth live unto themselves, but unto him which died for them, for the Lord Jesus, to make him master. Make him master. Now, back to Hebrews. Verse 9, But beloved... We are persuaded better things of you and things that accompany salvation. I, I love that statement. Things that accompany salvation. When you're born again, there are things that accompany that. Things that become part of it. Things that become part of our lives because we change. We are born again. And so when we look at that, and a couple examples was, and, and, and uh, you may not uh, um, uh, remember, uh, because this is all review. We've been through this two weeks ago or three weeks ago. The sun and the light, those two things cannot be separated. Um, the heat and fire can't be separated. So we know that the word of God, when genuine, when real faith comes, works are inseparable. You see so many people that say the words. I've had many people that they've bowed their head, they've, they've folded their hands, they've asked the Lord Jesus into their heart, and their life never changed. Changed for a little bit. But they went right back to their old ways and, and everything of it. This scripture here and this text, this area of Hebrews, is really, really dealing with those things. Because I think within the church that we have here of, of, of Jews, they were all Jews, but, but some of them said the words, but they were desiring and they were pulling folks back into the old uh, 
Mosaic law. They wanted to go back to the things, the Levitical law. They wanted to go back to to seeing the high priest uh, uh, make the offering and the sacrifice on the Day of Atonement. They wanted to go back and watch the priests as they worked in the temple and brought their offerings and, and uh, sacrifices. And they, they wanted to see that. They loved that action like that and, and because they weren't truly born again. And we have a multitude of folks. There, it, it, it's going to be the sad, sad, sad day when, when Jesus comes to get his church because there is going to be multitudes of people who are going to still be sitting in that pew or still going to be sitting at home. And they said, we've done this for you. We've done this for you. We've done this. And he's going to say, I never knew you. Because they did not come by faith to the Lord Jesus. They did not trust in him. So we find here that faith without works is dead in other words it does not exist if you do not come by faith to the lord jesus and have a heart and a desire to serve then you truly didn't trust in jesus verse 10 for god is not unrighteous to forget your work and labor uh, labor of love he has he remembers every deed that we do truly in his name we we are not to do it so that we can be acknowledged or we can be remembered uh, that's not the purpose of doing anything the purpose of doing it is because we love the Lord Jesus Christ. We want to serve him. We want to be like him. And so we study his word. We come together, as that text has just, has just said back in Colossians there, the way you've been taught. We teach the word of God so that we can become more like the Lord Jesus because we have found, according to the word of God, that faith without works is dead. Now, understand, works does not save you. But it is a result of our salvation. If you're truly born again, you will have a heart to serve, to work. There's always things to do. We've got several verses of Scripture here that we're going to look at. We're going to begin back in again. Hold your hand in Hebrews because we'll return there. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. Galatians, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. Ephesians 2, 10. We are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. We are predestined to be as the Lord Jesus, like the Lord Jesus. So the day we're born again, we have a life set before us 
that God has set, God has planned. He knows our talents. He knows our gifts. And we are to use them to his honor and glory. And he has set every tool, everything. You know, when you meet with the guidance counselor at school and you sit down with him and, and what, what are the, this is the way it should be. The, what, are, what are things that you enjoy doing? Instead of that, it is um, uh, you need to make a good living. And so you go into this because that's going to make you a lot of money. Well, uh, that's wonderful if that's what you want to do and enjoy doing. And I don't care what we do or where you work. You can, you can have the joy of Christ with you each and every day, every place that you go. I, in, in the past years, um, you know, in the electrical business that I have, on occasion, I get the joy of going down in a lift station, sewage lift station, and work on the floats. Boy, that's fun. I mean, I love that. It just, I can't wait to do that. No, I can't wait to get out. But you can still have the joy of Christ no matter what you're doing or where you're at. Just enjoy what you're doing and see that the folks around you witness that joy. Witness that peace that you have. Because the first thing they'll say, I know you don't like to do this. I say, oh, it's all right. It's part of the job. And they they don't, they can't understand that. And so we need to see that that, that folks can, can, uh, uh, can see that because for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works. When we accept him as our Savior, he has given us this opportunity. Different, again, than the guidance counselor that is usually directing you for something that's just going to make you money instead of seeking out something that, that, that is, is you would enjoy. Uh, and I don't care what it is, uh, where you end up, you can enjoy that. Um, and, of course, the logic is not in any of them is, have you ever sought God's will to what you're supposed to do? Uh, that doesn't exist. Uh, it would be a joy if it was. Have you ever asked the Lord what he'd like you to do? Where you'd like to be? And that's that's the biggest key. We, we talk about doing something. But there is a place where we're to be. Because that's God's going to put people there that we need to witness to. And so it, it's it's this big uh, thing on both sides of it. We are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. Let's go to Titus. Titus. Now, you've got 1 2 Thessalonians, 1 2 Timothy, and we'll find that little book of Titus. Chapter 2, Titus chapter 2, verse 11. Titus chapter 2, verse 11. For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men, teaching us, 
that denying ungodliness and worldly lusts, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world, looking for that blessed hope and that glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us, that he might redeem us from all iniquity, purify unto himself a peculiar people, zealous of good works. These things speak and exhort and rebuke with all authority. Let no man despise thee. And so as we move up there to that word uh, zealous, In verse 14, who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all iniquity and and purify unto himself a peculiar people, zealous of good works. That word zealous means to have great desire, great desire to do good works. Back to Hebrews chapter 6. God is not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love. Tenth verse. God is not unrighteous. We're going to go back to First John. Once again, keep your place there in Hebrews. First John 1, 9. Love here in the page is turned. 1 John chapter 1, verse 9. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Now, remember, we have talked about the uh, uh, time uh, uh, periods, and there's also a great division in the books that were written from John to Paul to Peter um, and uh, the book of First John is written to believers. This is not referring to to your sin. Your sin's dealt with. This is talking about fellowship. This is talking about fellowship. So if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins, to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That, that's our sin has already been dealt with here, because we've come by faith to the Lord Jesus. This is talking about our daily walk in 1 John. Now, here's the one that's going to be fun for you to find. Let's go to Lamentations. Lamentations. Your best deal is to find Jeremiah. That's the easy one. Then just flip a few more pages to the end of Jeremiah, and you'll run smack dab into Lamentations. Chapter 3. These are some beautiful verses of Scripture here. Lamentations chapter 3, beginning verse 22. Lamentations 3:22. It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed. We could stop right there. 
It is of the Lord's mercies that we're not consumed. We, we, we should be destroyed. We're condemned already. He should leave us condemned. But he didn't. He sent his son because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. They are new every morning. His mercies are new every morning. Verse 24. The Lord is my portion, saith my soul, therefore will I hope in him. The Lord is good unto them that wait for him, to the soul that seeketh him. It is good that a man should both hope, quietly wait for salvation of the Lord. Patience. Patience. That's a tremendous uh, section of Scripture there in Lamentations. We don't uh, find ourselves back to Lamentations very often. Back to Hebrews. And go a little further to the book of James. James chapter 1, verse 17. I did not lie when I said we were going to be in a lot of places of Scripture. James chapter 1, verse 17. Every good gift, every perfect gift is from above, and cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. Of his own will begat he us with the word of truth that we should be a kind of first fruits of his of, of his cre- uh, creations creatures verse uh, 19 wherefore my beloved brethren let every man be swift to hear slow to speak and slow to wrath boy we should have gave that one to peter he should have had that For the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. That was the very thing we spoke of this morning in Sunday Sunday school. Wherefore, lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness, and receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your souls. Once again, we're back to hearing and learning and and, and enjoying the, the precious word. We are justified by faith, not by works. Justification is entirely apart from works. I don't want you to question that. But justified faith is living faith, a faith that works, a faith that produces. It produces fruit for one reason, because it's a living faith. Faith without works is dead. A believer possesses a living faith. A living faith produces works. We got uh, several verses of Scripture here that we're going to look up, and then we'll uh, uh, we'll we'll end and and continue there next week. Let's go to Romans. Romans chapter four, verse five. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts, Romans, chapter 4, 
verse 5. Romans chapter 4, verse 5. Romans 4, 5. But to him that worketh not, but believeth on him that justifieth the ungodly, his faith is counted for righteousness. Go to verse 1 of chapter 5 of Romans. Chapter 5, verse 1. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Let's go back to Titus, chapter 3. Titus chapter 3, verse 5. Not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to his mercy he saved us by the washing of regeneration, the renewing of the Holy Ghost. Ephesians chapter 2. Second Corinthians, Galatians, Ephesians, chapter 2. Verses 8 and 9. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8. For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. However, as Titus chapter 2 verse 14 told us as we read it earlier, zealous of good works. Because we're born again, we should have such a desire to serve. And it comes from studying. It comes from reading the word. It comes from 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 uh, the the joy of spending time with believers that brings that true saving faith and the labor of love cannot be separated. Back to Hebrews chapter 6. Next week we'll finish the 10th verse, but I'll read the 10th verse for you. And again, let's start with verse 9. We'll just read it all together. But, beloved, we are persuaded better things of you, things that accompany salvation, though we thus speak. For God is not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love that ye have showed towards his name in that ye have ministered to the saints and do minister and we'll pick up with the showed towards his name in that ye have ministered to the saints and do minister. We are, we are to show love to the lost. But the real joy and the real attention, if you'll notice, is to our brothers and sisters in Christ. Our purpose is not set to... to, to, to uh, to feed the the lost world or to clothe the lost world. And those signs of mercy are fine. But our purpose as believers is to take care of each other. Take care of each other. And so 
we'll find that as we uh, continue the study here. So let's close in prayer. Father, thank you that we have this opportunity and the joy today to come and and just uh, come together. Thank you again for this time of the year that we celebrate the virgin birth of the Lord Jesus. Uh, if he had not been virgin born, if he'd been born of man, uh, he would have possessed sin as all of us are born in sin. He was not. He lived a perfect life and fulfilled all the responsibility his father had given him by going to the cross, dying, and then being raised again. Thank you for that victory. Let's take those words out to this lost and dying world, this world that's been so deceived by Satan and all of his lies and his folks sit in church and think they're fine and been lied to. I have many family members that have died and, and, and they have went straight to hell because of the lies of the preachers and the churches that, 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 that they have trusted. We're here with the good news. Let's take that good news out. Thank you, Father, for all that are here. Bless them, Father, and use them in a mighty way. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.